Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today's episode is all about learning to cope and find joy again after drastic changes in midlife with my guest, Michelle Worth. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. The topic today is all about learning to cope and find happiness again when you experience a huge change in midlife. Today, we're talking to a client who basically lost her travel business unexpectedly during the pandemic, like it almost evaporated overnight, you know, as we were all slowly realizing the impact of the news about COVID and what it would mean to our daily lives, our professional lives, and our travel plans. My guest today is Michelle Worth. She loves to travel and finally figured out a way to incorporate her passion for travel with her passion to be an entrepreneur. But this all came to an unexpected screeching halt. Like, I wish I had that sound effect right now, that screeching halt from cartoons. Oh, my God. It really was a screeching halt in early 2020, if you can think back to that time period. Being in the travel industry and being someone who was trying to travel during the pandemic was a nightmare. If you had trips booked, they got canceled. If you wanted to plan travel, you couldn't do it reliably. Everything about travel was super scary and unpredictable, and as you can imagine, extremely hard to cope with in the moment and during this whole phase of our lives. So many of us experienced this to some degree and know how stressful it was. Michelle was at the front end of it all. She loved travel and her work in the travel industry so much that she pretty much considered it built-in therapy. Like so many of you, she was also someone who was hit hard during the pandemic. Her backstory is that she was a stay-at-home mom. Once her kids were in high school, her passion for travel led her to become a travel agent. In 2013, she opened a home-based travel agency called Simply Travel, located in Tampa, Florida. Then for the next six years, until 2019, Simply Travel grew slowly but surely year after year until it was on track for her best year ever, that first quarter of 2020. Now, just for a minute, go back to 2020 in your mind. I know I had just completed my last retreat (laughs) in, in California in January, and we were just listening to the news, listening to the news. And then by March, things were really starting to get scary. So in that first quarter for her, COVID came and travel stopped. Michelle's entire world was in a paralyzing spin. COVID had a horrible impact on her life, professionally and personally, and the fear was real. Now, Michelle credits her experience in the Women in the Middle community during COVID for not only saving her from, in her words, a mental breakdown, but ultimately for leading to an attention deficit disorder diagnosis at age 54 and an entirely new perspective to the rest of her life moving forward. I know you'll find so much of Michelle's story relatable and get amazing insight for yourself, too, about finding joy again after experiencing something really difficult. So without further ado, 
please enjoy meeting Michelle in this interview. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thanks for having me, Susie. I'm so happy to be here. You know, Michelle has been in our community for a couple of years now, and the pandemic was such a crazy time. And that's that's what brought us together. But really, of course, it was the podcast that brought us together. So can you talk a little bit about how that all happened for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, so as you know, the pandemic had affected so many people and it had affected me in just huge ways. And at the time, my kids were hanging out at the apartment um, home from college for that time. And they were listening to all these podcasts. And I thought to myself, gosh, I really wish they had a podcast for women over 50. And I believe I Googled just that and found you. How about that? (laughs) The podcast universe strikes again. So great. So I mentioned in the um, in the intro that you are in the travel industry and that was very problematic during the pandemic. And you also note that being in this community and doing this work, getting coaching actually saved you from a mental breakdown and ultimately um, really just helped move you forward, gave you a new perspective for the rest of your life. And I wonder if you could um, just talk a little bit about how difficult that phase was for you in travel with COVID. I mean, everybody has such a different experience and I did not have a huge problem with it. I mean, in the same way in terms of my profession, because I was already home-based I already had Zoom. I already had a microphone and a light. Um, My kids had a huge problem and my husband works in healthcare. So they were all much more affected than I was directly in terms of being able to do what I do on a regular day. I had plenty of stress and anxiety though, that's for sure. (laughs) But at least I was able to work and I knew how to deal with a microphone and all of that stuff. But for you and other women in certain professions, it was quite a different story. So talk a little bit about how that all happened. Well, as you said, um, I want to say the travel industry was probably the maybe tied or, well, maybe number two to the medical industry as far as being affected by COVID, in my opinion, Um, because really it was the travelers that brought alert to it, right? It was, and so everything stopped. I mean, literally on March 14th of 2020, I began canceling trips and I continued to do that all the way through June. And it was just cancel, cancel, cancel. And, you know, that represents a lot of very hard work that travel advisors don't get paid for until after people travel. Um, It was hard on so many levels. Aside from the huge career shift, because I was not prepared in any way, shape or form to deal with things being so different. Okay. It was just completely different than anything I was dealing with. Um, the news was changing on a daily basis. Yeah. We had, um, thankfully, I had no stranded clients, but there were a lot of travel advisors who did, and they had to deal with that also. And, you um, know, I know it was a second change for you because you were a stay-at-home mom, 
and you always loved travel. And then that led you to become a travel agent once the kids were in high school. And, you know, you were an entrepreneur. You opened up a home-based travel agency called Simply Travel in Tampa. And from 2013 to 2019, things were going pretty well. Oh, yeah, they were going great. I mean, we had grown year after year. We had expanded. Um, so I, you know, and I, I am home-based. I always was home-based as far as where I work from. But I was never home-bodied as far as how I, how I networked, how I did my business. And I traveled a lot obviously. So the change was huge for me on all fronts, personally and professionally. And since I consider travel, um, my, you know, my built in therapy, um, I lost that during that time. And it was really, really hard. Boy, I think there's going to be a lot of um, research studies that (laughs) happened as a result of the intense experiences that people had personally and professionally. So when you said things were difficult, what did you notice? Like personally for me? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, I've always been an empathetic person and I've always been pretty intuitive, but all of a sudden I was, I don't know. I I mean, I was absorbing everybody's, grief. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't my own grief. I thank God had no direct, you know, horrible impacts of COVID um, for anybody's health, you know, in my immediate family or anything like that. But the fear was real and watching those early days and the uncertainty and how things were building was just too much to handle. And I've, like I said, I've always been a pretty empathetic person that combined with losing my own um, escapes or my own, you know, it was, wow, I was numb. I don't, I look back on the pre women in the middle months Mm -hmm. and I'm shocked. I actually, made it through those, you know, relatively unscathed in the end, but I'm shocked because I was like a zombie. Well, and you describe it, um, you describe it as being in an, a paralyzing spin. And, you know, even without COVID in midlife, so many women do end up in a, a spin, in a, a mental tizzy, where you're just keeping the same thoughts, you keep asking the same questions, you keep answering them in a way that causes stress and spin and no resolution. And it's very stressful. Like even there was so much fear in those beginning days. Uh, There was no vaccine. We all knew somebody who was being hit or suffered a great loss. And it was just so stressful. I remember going to bed at night with such anxiety where I, I had to rehearse thoughts to help keep me calm. And my thought was, everyone is okay now. Everyone is okay now. And I just went to bed repeating that um, because it was so stressful. You know, we're at such a different stage of all of it now. There are still some pretty stressful moments, (laughs) but in general, we're at a very different stage of understanding and protection and policies and change and all, all the things. It's very different now. So to touch base 
with how things were back then at the very beginning, um, you know, it's a shared history that so many of Mm -hmm. us have. So you were in a paralyzing spin and you're not alone. And then what happened for you that you actually reached out? You found the podcast, but then to become, to go from being a listener to saying, you know what, I think I need a little bit more help. What was that like? Yeah, that, that was really something. I think during the time that I was listening to the podcast, it was a good thing that you had started those podcasts long before, because it gave me a lot of history of podcasts that I could listen to. (laughs) And seriously, I listened. I, when, when I didn't have to be like glued to a computer watching the horrible news happening, which I did have to a fair amount um, for travel purposes. Um, I had those headphones on and I was listening to your podcasts and I was catching up on all these great podcasts. And I realized, my goodness, I'm identifying with these people. Ah, that was, <laughs> it was crazy to me because oh, that's yeah. not something I really identified with before very much. I don't know. I know what you mean. It's kind of like many times we don't even think we're in midlife until something happens and you're like, oh, maybe this is what's going on with so many women right now. Maybe this is a thing and maybe I do have something in common with them. Yeah. The self-identity in this phase is very, very interesting. And and rethinking what it means to be this age and stage. And then with the pandemic on top of it and kids who are away coming home and all of the stress going on with the kids as well and with job situations changing and people having to leave offices and coming home if they were able to keep their jobs. I mean, it really was a crazy, crazy time. So you realized you had something in common with everyone and then still there's another step. Like it takes a lot of courage or something to reach out. So do you remember so, the moment? You know what? I don't remember exactly the moment, but I remember the ruminating I did just before. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? So I am not, I, it's something I would always shy away from um, to, to get involved in a, something that's being, um, like a membership or a club of any kind. I don't know why. It's just not something that usually attracted me. But I realized that my groups of people, all of my support that I had at that point that were women, basically, were all in my boat. They were in the travel industry. They were all suffering. They were all, you know, we were definitely a good support for each other to a certain extent, but I needed the community and I needed it in a positive light. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I always liked listening to your podcast is because it was always in a positive light. It was always fun and lighthearted with serious topics that, you know, and because I identified so much with all of that, um, I don't know, something just kind of pushed me to say, you know, just try it, just see what happens. I mean, what can you lose? So. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's it. Like it's a no pressure uh, call Mm -hmm. um, just to learn more and to have a chance to talk to me about 
why you're stuck and is this a good solution for you? The th- one of the things that did surprise me um, over the years was how important community was. When I first started this work, I didn't fully appreciate it. And I think it was because I was coming from, uh, I don't know, a situation where I had a lot of support in my neighborhood and I had a lot of support at work from a couple of very close colleagues. And uh, my kids were still around, you know, and, and there was a very supportive community kind of school situation happening. And then things really change. Like when you get into your 50s, you can't rely on some of that stuff anymore the way we used to. And not everybody wants to grow. That's the other thing. I remember in university when I realized not everybody wants an A. Some people don't care. (laughs) And it was kind of like the same thing. Not everybody wants to grow in the same way. Not everybody wants to do the work. Not everybody wants to be vulnerable to get to the core, the real cause of some of the pain and frustration that's going on in midlife. So I love that, that for you, it was this identification you were seeking positivity and support that way. Um, and you were identifying that, hmm, maybe I am kind of in this group of women, this amazing group of women in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and the, what the other part of that was, and I don't know if you remember in the beginning me mentioning this to you at all, but, you know, being my age never bothered me. I always appreciated the age I was because I always felt a little bit wiser than the age age I used to be. And I'm hoping that continue, you know, I guess until the body starts betraying me, it'll, it'll continue. But that's part of what struck me too with these other women is because I know we weren't all in the same um, place as far as that goes, but there was still a lot of similarities in that, you know, I wasn't attributing things to my age at all, but, or to the mental messages I was giving myself about the age. So I didn't think it had anything to do with it, but I came to find out that a lot of it had a lot to do with it. And I just wasn't putting two and two together to make that all make sense until I started learning more about that through you guys, through the Academy. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I focus on it so much. And I do it early on in the curriculum because many of us Susie Sunshine types, you know, (laughs) with the glasses half full type, we think age isn't bothering us at all. We're cool. It's all good. But then you don't really realize how it sneaks in and how you may not really believe that the best is yet to come, for example. Like we all say it, we all have the Pinterest pins, we've got the magnets, we, we read the books, but do we really believe that the best is yet to come? And when we don't believe that there's still opportunity and possibility ahead of us, what does that mean when we have doubt? What does that mean in terms of our belief and our, uh, the feelings that come from those kinds of thoughts and the way that affects what we do? And when we don't even know, we're not even curious about it. It doesn't mean we're not cool. It just means that, hmm, (laughs) are these thoughts helpful? Are they helping me in any way at all? And to be able to notice what you're thinking is a main thing that we, that we focus on for sure. And I know one of the things that, um, that was very important for you was definitely becoming more open to possibility, 
and being more open-minded to actually explore your thoughts and feelings. Do you remember what that was like when you were learning those skills? Yeah, I do. Um, Because I am a feeling person. I feel everything first, pretty much. And then from what I feel, I'll either go to, I don't know, panic or to, um, you know, whatever it is. And you had taught us through the model, the thought model, you know, to take the feelings and the circumstances and to identify them separately, to be able to identify the circumstance as a circumstance and um, to learn the difference between a feeling and a circumstance. Because for me, because I feel everything to me, that was a lot of times what I figured was my circumstance. Yes. That's so, Yes, that's so important. So many of us confuse thoughts with circumstances. So a circumstance is something that just happens. It's something that's said. It's something that that is a, a an event. It's something that, you know, is black and white, where a thought is an interpretation of the thing that happened. And a feeling is an emotional outcome of what you're thinking. So if uh, the pandemic means that you're not going to be as social as you used to be because um, because there are restrictions about uh, to certain gatherings. So the restriction that's posted or the policy that is stated is a fact. It's black and white. Everybody can refer to it. Everybody would agree that this is what was passed in your town or in your state or in your province. But what we make that mean is something different. There were some people that were relieved not to have social obligations for a little while. There were some people like you who found that a real loss. And so it's everything in between. But the way you interpret that is what you think. And then the way you think is how you feel. So when you were having a certain feeling, you thought that that was black and white. That's just the way it was. And to understand that there's a little wiggle room there, that that feeling is actually coming from what you're thinking and what you're thinking is not black and white, that there is some wiggle room. And even tweaking those thoughts just a little bit can make a huge difference in your emotional well-being. So it really gives you all this power that you didn't know that you had. And that's what helps so much, really. It was not only those tweaks on the thoughts the reminders of that. And then when you would do the coaching calls, um, whether it was on a Facebook thing or in one of our groups or something, um, you know, when we would, sometimes it wasn't my, you know, I didn't need to be coached that day or I didn't ask to be coached that day, but somebody else did. And it would be amazing because you just, it, I guess, getting that that message over and over again in different ways with different examples from different people, it really did start to sink in. It got to where I found myself stopping and asking myself the question all the time. It was your voice, Susie, saying, well, so what do you make that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a simple question, but it is a reminder that you have a choice here. You have options. You can look at what you're thinking and be totally cool with that. It's like, yep, this thought makes me feel this way. I like it. It's helpful. We're good. 
Or you can say, wow, I can't believe I'm thinking that. Look how it's making me feel. I feel terrible. Is this okay? No, this isn't okay. What are my options? So it's it's just putting that little pause in, remembering that you have some power and being curious about what you're thinking with some self-compassion because you're normal and humans think. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it really, I will say that um, I don't know if I didn't have the podcast to begin with, you know, just to be positive. And then the community of, I think I started actually in the Facebook, the open Facebook community. Mm. And then from there, I progressed to the, um, the women in the middle Academy. We were doing the accountability group and stuff. Mm. And, you know, all of that, all of those pieces really just helped just a little bit more, a little bit more and a little bit more until, you know, I didn't feel broken anymore. You know, for a long time, I just felt broken and it was awesome. And then, you know, having those questions also led me to ask other questions and make other discoveries that also help propel me along. So, I mean, it's all cumulative good stuff, you know, yeah. and it all started with that community. Yeah. that's. I'm so glad you described it that way because it really is cumulative. And a lot of people describe it as a shift. It's not you know, you might get some insight that feels like a light bulb every once in a while, but for it to be really ingrained, it's an adult learning principle to learn things from, you know, different types of learning and different examples in different um, types of situations. And it all builds, just like you said, it builds. And then gradually you're making a shift. Now, remember the backdrop of this is aging and the pandemic. So one of the reasons that I know was a big deal for you in your 40s is that so many of, just like so many of us, we're living for others. We're living, we're putting our families first, extended and immediate. And for you, it really weighed on you that you weren't feeling accomplished. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, gosh, yeah. So as I mentioned, with travel sales, when you book trips, you know, a lot of times people book them a whole year ahead of time. Um, you know, especially if they're intricate, expensive, longer trips, they're planned and they're booked well ahead. So not only were all of us, when I say that all of the travel advisors out there, <laughs> um, canceling all those trips, but we also were not doing anything to try to get new trips booked because nobody was traveling at all. So everything we had worked hard to do, we were undoing, weren't getting paid for any of what we had done or the work we're doing to undo it. And we were not able to work towards the future traveling because nobody was traveling. And it did feel extremely defeating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what other words to use. I, it felt defeating. And prior to this, um, because, and I guess more because of the age thing or whatever, 
you know, I had had some spinny thoughts. Um, and so going through this part now, you know, or then, at, you know, in 2020, leading into 2021, you know, it all was overwhelming. It got me really just questioning everything, not really being sure of which direction I needed to go. I mean, I was really on the verge of maybe just giving everything up. And this is everything I love. Mm. But I was, I felt so lost and hopeless. I mean, there was not one thing I could do to change any of that. Yeah. And it was really hard. Yeah. I remember though, um, because you were so frustrated and so down about it and really, I mean, it was brutal. There's no sugar coating it, but you did come up with an idea that capitalized on a strength of yours. And I watched you do this and I, I was so proud of you. So can you talk a little bit about that community effort that you made? Yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't uber successful, but what I tried to do and um, I, I really there were two things. One is that I did by that time have advisors working with me. And so every time I had even a thought to give up, I mean, I would think of them and think, you can't do that. You know, they rely on you, too. And so you know, I tried so hard to muster up some positivity, even though, you know, I wasn't really feeling a lot of positivity, but I tried to foster some up. So what I did was every year, usually around September, that would be the time that I would gear for um, new things ahead, you know, get ready for the new year and make new goals and all that. and. This time I thought, well, maybe we can do a travel talk and we can do it. And I was kind of trying to do it, modeling kind of what you were doing, because I loved what you did. I loved the community there. And it was kind of open to, you know, that that initial community in the Facebook group kind of open to everybody and stuff. And it got my feet wet. Right. And it got me in the door. So I was thinking, well, maybe we can do that with travel. Maybe. We just need to put a positive spin on travel because I'm sick to death of hearing all the negative stuff about it right now. And so that's what I tried to do. Um, we, I created a, um, a separate Facebook group and then um, created these um, travel talks, basically. And, you know, we did a few around um, just... Um, questions. We did some around, you know, just happy memories. What's your favorite travel memories? You know, really, it was just getting people to discuss it in a positive light again. So people could laugh and smile and enjoy talking about it. Yeah. And get a, get excited about future plans. Like, honestly, it was a breakthrough. It's so interesting that you said it wasn't that successful, but it was successful in certain ways. Yeah. And when you think about that, like you're smiling right now. So what comes up for you right away? So it, it really, it helped give me a mind shift, I think. Um, it really helped me. It was, you always said that, you know, you have a choice on how you're thinking about these things, right? So it, 
it helped me shift the thoughts. Um, and it helped me be able to, um, I guess, kind of bring my travel community with me, hopefully, you know, to shift the thoughts a little bit. And I think it was, it, it was good because it, it gave me a, um, I don't know, more hopeful. Yeah. And it also helped you lead. You were leading. Yes, that's true. You were leading the charge, not just on getting people talking again, but on remembering why we love travel in the first place. You know, and, you know, I really needed that for me. <laughs> That's OK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was amazing. And it's that kind of creativity and leadership that it helped you a lot. And it also helped other people. I mean, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now, the other thing that I know you always said is that I was pretty accessible in all of this work. And I'm, I was delighted that you, heard th that you heard that and felt that and experienced that because that's one of the things that motivates me personally is to get to know people that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's a very easy thing to do. But in a group, you have to have the type of group that supports that. And the, um, the way that the academy is set up, it really does support that. So what did that mean to you to know that I was pretty easy to get a hold of? Well, I, it was great to me because, I mean, I wasn't in a position to be able to do private coaching on a regular basis. Obviously, my income had just <laughs> gone. totally <laughs> gone away. But yeah, I... I felt like I benefited extremely from your coaching because you, you know, the way you did the, um, some masterminds, the way you've done uh, some of the Facebook groups, the way you've opened up communication channels for the people in the academy to communicate and the way you will take situations that we may be discussing and make it a coaching opportunity so that we can all be coached from it. Um, all of that, um, just really, I, I was very grateful because I felt like even without being able to take advantage of private coaching on a regular basis, I had accessibility to you and to the well, and, and of course, through the academy, we're getting the teachings. So you're teaching us along the way. So it just felt all cohesive and, um, you know, it worked. It's like putting together a puzzle one piece at a time. And, you know, you have to have all the pieces there and all the pieces are there. So it worked oh, out really well. That's so great. And when did you, thank you so much for saying that. Um, and when did you think that you were really starting to, be able to move forward a little bit? So, you know, I'm not sure exactly when the shift happened, um, to be honest, but I did realize at some point that I felt much better about my day to day and that a big part of that was, um, that I was looking forward to things again. And part of that was through a lot of the discussions that 
you know, we've had in, in Women of the Middle, um, the Academy, you teach a lot of self-care. So I started practicing self-care. Um, what did you there do? Were, well, I started not feeling guilty about actually doing things that I enjoyed, like art. Um, and by the way, I love, love, love your Zentangle whale tail behind oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the Zentangle, I have, I loved that so much. Um, and that as simple as that was, my gosh, that just, I still go back at sometimes and watch the recorded ones and I'll just oh, yeah. do that. There's a lot of them. So I teach this yeah. mindful doodling, the Zentangle method every other month and the calls are recorded. And so we're always learning more of these structured patterns. And I mean, what did you notice? Why did you like it so much? I know why I like it so much, but. I think the reason I liked it so much is because I could be in it and not like you're concentrating on it. And it's just, I love, you know, and you could just forget about everything else. Um. And you mentioned that you have a, an ADD diagnosis late in life. Yeah. So what was yeah. that like? Because this is the type of thing that does help you focus and must be so helpful for you. It's so helpful for me because it pulls you in. Like sometimes you're just trying to draw an orb. You're trying to draw a circle. And if you are not in the moment, you can't draw that circle. <laughs> you just can't. That's right. You're right. You know, it, it amazed me because, um, it is one of the, I, even, even on that, when I'm doing those mindful doodling things, I have to be in the mind zone to do it because otherwise, like you said, I just can't. But, you know, it's funny, you mentioned uh, my ADD diagnosis. I don't think I ever would have gotten that either had it not been for you. Oh, why and is that? I know this is something I hadn't even mentioned to you, but because with your coaching, there was a lot of stuff that you were helping me with and helping me through. And um, as much as I knew that everything you said made perfect sense, my brain wasn't having some of it. And <laughs> I was really struggling with it. Mm. And it really, but you know, what I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew is that you and I are on the same page when it came to, you know, like I wasn't, it wasn't that you were trying to take me in a funky direction or anything like that. I knew we were on the same page. So why couldn't this work for me? And it really caused me to need to go a little deeper. As you said, like when I realized I had to go deeper from just the podcasts to the academy and all that, and I love all of that. Um, it's it's where I it's my happy place, and uh, you know I feel like I've got lifelong friends, so I love that, and I'll continue to always love that. But in a different way, it made me realize that something else was happening. Now, I didn't know what it was, to be honest. I thought that maybe I was still depressed underlying, like I still had a lot more depression underneath or something. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. And then after Christmas, after the holidays and stuff, 
um, I finally was doing one of, I was doing a, a thought model and I was thinking, you know, I was trying to work through all of the steps about it. And when it got down to, so what are you making this mean, Michelle? And I'm thinking, you know what, I think what I need to do, like I was, I was making it, it was just, I was very down on myself at the moment, but what I really needed to do was to look into this, was to investigate, was to be curious, as you like to say. And I got curious. Wow. And so, yeah, you know, before I found you, um, I had actually thought about getting some counseling because of the space I was in. And I couldn't get that at the time because COVID, nobody was going anywhere. But I found you. And that's why I have said, Susie, I know I've said this uh, a lot, um, that I really felt like you had saved me from a mental breakdown because with all the feelings I was going through, with all the emotion, with all of the circumstances around me that I did not know how to make any sense of, it helped me get sane. It helped me be on a positive path. It helped me identify with other people. Then it helped me to move beyond that and care for myself and go through those steps until it got me to the point where I was able to go. And I finally, I, I ended up getting a diagnosis after, you know, a few months of um, seeing somebody and it was honestly life changing. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm so excited for you that, that coaching opened you up to the mental, the additional mental health support that you needed to get the clarity on that. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm not a clinician, that's not my job, but I do the kind of work that helps your brain think better. And you certainly aren't the first client who has done coaching and gotten some therapy at the same time. And, mm -hmm. um, and you got the testing and whatever you needed to do to get the diagnosis. And what a relief to have a diagnosis because now you know what to do. Yeah. You know, now I realize, oh my gosh, there's a million women out there just like me and there's systems and coping mechanisms and all this good <laughs> stuff. So, you know, <laughs> It's a whole new world. Yeah, winning, yeah. winning for sure. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, you know, it's so rewarding to know as a, you know, as an entrepreneur myself and as somebody who's dealt with a lot of stuff that I have some skills that are really helping people. And I love that. It makes me so happy. And, you know, this is the thing. My job is to find you. So if you're listening right now, I found you somehow. And if you are on uh, social media, it's my job to find you. And if you are searching for something in Google, it's my job to find you. It's my job. So that is why I have to pay close attention to what is bothering you, why you're stuck. Um, and I need to do my best to learn how to find you so that I can help you. And that's why I'm just so fascinated, as many of us our age are. <laughs> like, wow, podcasts. I mean, I'm still having, every time I have a glitch on my computer, sometimes when I'm recording the podcast and something's not working, like right away, I go back to, in my mind, 1981, computer lab, floppy disks, 
like big crash, lost all my stuff. <laughs> like it's a panic. And my kids are always like, what is your problem, mom? Just Google it. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know what to Google. Anyway, we're getting there. So it's still somewhat fascinating to me at 59 years old. It's like, wow, I found you on a podcast. Yeah. We're connected, right? It's amazing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to build community outside of your local community, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, one of the greatest joys I've had has been to be able to meet one of our community members in person. And that was so much fun. And I really hope I get to meet everybody else eventually. But Oh, I hope so too. Well, once we're traveling again, we've got one retreat coming up. We're definitely going to plan another one. Michelle's been uh, a couple of Michelle and a couple of uh, one other woman and maybe one more. I can't remember. Um, definitely have ideas of some for some future retreats. So we're definitely going to continue gathering now that we can start thinking about that again. And that's something that you mentioned in the pre-notes. Um, then in terms of the lessons that you've learned, now you're able to actually think about what's possible, things that you wouldn't have even thought about before. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that a big part of that really has to do with the fact that not only so during women during the time that I was um, just getting started with women in the middle and I would hear everybody else talking and think, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's great success. They have. Oh, I love that. Oh, they got a um, they got a promotion. That's amazing. Right. And I always thought that was for them, everybody else. That wasn't going to be for me. You know, that just was not my, I don't know. And it wasn't that I couldn't. I mean, I know I'm smart. I know that I have a lot of um, good ideas and all that. But I just, for whatever reason, I mean, I just didn't feel like I had it in me. I didn't feel like I ever had the capacity that a lot of other people had. And honestly, learning the stuff about myself that I've learned, um, not only the ADD, but also how to manage my thoughts, how to manage my feelings, how to reach out in a community of women and get support when really that's all I need to be able to move ahead. Um, it has just changed the possibilities for me. So now I'm starting just to think differently, even about my business. Um, and it really, oh my gosh, Susie, the last, I want to say the last two months have been pivotal for me. Wow. Um, pivotal, really pivotal. And right now, so here we are, right, in this time of year again, where I'm gearing towards the new year. And this time, I mean, it's, it's me, it's the team. We've added an, a, a virtual assistant to our team. Um, we added another uh, two agents that are specializing in Disney, who are Disney specialists. We had to get them, they're already Disney specialists. We had to get them to be travel advisor specialists. But so I'm just re rethinking all the possibilities. It's great. That sounds like Disney. <laughs> 
you know, I realized, I, I told you a while ago, I think that I have a travel advisor that's been working for me for most of the time, um, uh, I guess six of the six of my nine years. Um, and she's 80 years old. She had an 80th birthday this year. Wow. Good for her. And so I watch her, you know, I want to be like her. She's stubborn. She's, she gets out there. She's active. She does things. She's just, you know, and I try to, uh, you know, I try to keep my eye on all the positive people doing great things out there. That's where I want to (laughs) go. Oh, I love that. I know finding older women to be role models is a beautiful thing. That is for sure. You know, there's one other thing that you didn't mention that it was fascinating about you. It's this whole living in an RV for a year (laughs) thing that you do. I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. Well, it's fascinating. (laughs) Let me tell you, Susie, I guess, thank God, I really am so grateful. I have to say that we were able to do the things we did. So because of our traveling lifestyle in 2017, after my last child went to college, my husband and I sold our home and we decided to rent an apartment downtown Tampa. We were just kind of trying it out. And right before the pandemic, we were actually looking to buy condos or buy a condo. But thank goodness we didn't do that. Um, because what happened was once I was stuck there and I couldn't travel, my little apartment felt very claustrophobic, mm. number one. And I felt like I was living in a concrete jungle. So we went and bought an RV and decided to travel around the state of Florida for the next year. And that's what we did. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, again, it was like one more thing, one more tool that I had along with you. These are the things that I credit for saving me during that time. It was you, the podcast, the women in the middle community, my RV. That's amazing. My, my travel friends, pu- you know. Oh, and your puppy. Yeah, your puppy was yeah. with you the whole time. What a little That's doll. Right. Yes, <laughs> so great. Okay, so clearly um, one of the themes that keeps coming up with you is this sense of freedom and that you have when you get your thinking, uh, when you're able to manage your mind so that it's more helpful for your goals. Right. And then when you realize you're not alone in the world, that was another big part of your discovery, identifying with midlife women, identifying with the ADD community, identifying with a growth community, other women who are ready to be vulnerable and change and push themselves and think it's all really good stuff. So what is your top piece of advice for somebody out there who's a midlife gal who is stuck? Oh my goodness. Definitely surround yourself with other midlife women who are living their best life and who are positive. And you can start right here with Susie and with the women in the middle Academy, because they are some of the best people I've ever met. And that was something that really, really struck me. That would be my best piece of advice, you know, find your tribe and Keep your eye on the people that are being positive and go for it. Oh, that's great advice. And thank you so much for the endorsement. If you're interested in the Women in the Middle, you know how to find us. Just go to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com 
And if you're interested in connecting with Michelle, do you want to give us your coordinates? And of course, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Sure. Yeah. So um, my website, which is under construction, so you may not want to go there first, but it's simplytravelplanning.com. I could be found on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash simplytravelplanning. Or you could email me at michelle.simplytravel at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for all of this, Michelle. It's been a delight catching up. And really just, it's been an honor and a pleasure being your midlife coach and life coach in general, and just watching you thrive. That's what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susie. I appreciate it so much. Oh, and I appreciate you too. Thanks so much. Okay. That's it for this episode. So much good stuff in there, right? I love how Michelle knew that she needed some help and did that for herself. It is such a beautiful act of self-care. And who knew that that first step of finding this podcast would be the thing that led her in an amazing direction. The other thing that really stands out from Michelle's extremely honest sharing of her story is how hard it can be to really understand where your power is, you know, what you can really change in your life. Most of us don't have a clue. (laughs) There's so much more that you have power over when you understand how to manage your mind because so much can feel out of control. It can really be challenging to remember that you can always work on your thinking. You can always be more intentional about how you want to feel too. And I'm so glad she talked about that. Learning to think more on purpose is a skill that you can get better at. And my friend, I'm here for all of it too. If you're open for some help, I just might be your gal. Whatever you do, please remember that you don't have to do it alone. Finding your people, your community, your group, your peeps, that can all be part of your happiness plan going forward. It really can. And doesn't that sound fun? (laughs) I know it sounds fun. So if you want more help, please reach out. Okay, as you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. If you want to find out more about how to get unstuck and live your best life in the middle, make sure to watch my free midlife training at www.midlifevideo.com and you'll get immediate access to some pretty great info about the secret sauce to midlife happiness. If you're ready to change your life and learn the skills to unstick yourself with some masterful coaching, a top-notch curriculum, an infusion of creativity, and a warm and fun community of like-minded women, then let's talk about it. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and find that thing you're looking for. Go ahead and book your momentum call and let's talk about it. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. You can also direct message me on my Facebook business page, which is at the at symbol, the midlife coach, at the midlife coach. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 273. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week.